Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy New Year, day three. We've got all of your Wednesday NBA action and news covered. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave DeBoer, Black Trey, Rob Lopez is changing the tires on this race car. Coming up on the show, Pop and the Spurs preparing for Kawhi's return on Thursday. Russell Westbrook doesn't believe in small markets and a lot of bad, bad games, bad blowouts around the NBA. But first, guys, do we have a Paul George revenge game of sorts? Because the Thunder 107, Lakers 100 in Los Angeles. Paul George's first game in L.A. was booed by Lakers fans. They chanted, we don't need you uh, when he was at the free throw line. By the way, they, they could have used him tonight. 37 points, four rebounds, uh, lit up the Lakers without LeBron James. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double, another bad shooting night. He was 3 of 20, but he did have 14 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists. Even played a little air guitar in Lance Stevenson's face. KCP led the Lakers with 25 points off the bench. Uh, Brandon Ingram had 17 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. Josh Hart had 15 rebounds and Steven Adams had a double, double Trey in terms of uh, the Lakers without LeBron, you can't really expect them to win a game like this. When, when Paul George is going off, right? No. Um, and then they lost Kuzma early. So it was kind of like at this point, just compete. Um, but the expectations are still high LeBron or not. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of people think that this team can actually go up against the Warriors, which is kind of laughable. Um, but they're definitely going to have to make some changes if they, you know, even want to crack or make any noise uh, in January. But Palmdale P was pretty much unstoppable tonight um, and, and was not affected by the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers chance. I, at first, Dave, at first I was like, uh, I don't get why they're booing him every time he gets the ball. Like, that seems a little excessive. And then I just realized, like, eh, just boo who you want to boo. I don't know that it matters. Yeah, I mean, they should be- definitely boo everyone with that same energy. I mean, it worked at first. Paul George had three fouls in the in the first quarter, looked a little bit out of it. Of course, by the end of the game, you know, it didn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I- I'm fine with booing. It's just weird to boo like that. They booed him like he played there for 10 years and then left for more money on another team when really, you know, come on. As Trey said, where's he from Trey? Nowhere close to LA. I mean, closer than OKC is. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely closer than OKC, but you know, like I said, his new name is Palmdale P. I don't call him playoff P it's Palmdale Palmdale P. How about MVP? Because that's how he's been playing this season. Uh, I mean, nah, you've been selling that all year and I'm not buying. Well, eventually you hit me with with black Friday. You hit me with, (laughs) Uh, Christmas deals, you know what I mean? Yeah. The new year deal. I'm not yeah, buying buy one, shit. get one. Trey's still not. Trey's still You're not waiting for Easter. Wait no, for Easter. I listen, I don't, uh, want you know what? I don't want nothing you selling. I'm going to tell Look. you right now, to put up the kind of offensive numbers that he's doing, coupled with defensive player of the year caliber defense, I, I do think, I mean, he's a legitimate MVP candidate. Now, I'm, obviously, I'm the on, Thunder... I'm in, on, I'm in on defensive player of the year. I'm not in on MVP for him. Hey. I think hey. the Thunder, if they're the two seed, what you're selling right now, Dave, for is the Amazon version of AirPods. I don't want this shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I'm, I can't buy. I can't buy. No, this I is, this is some buy. Kirkland like, water. It's Kirkland see, water yeah, it's right now. It's definitely Kirkland water right yeah, now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really, I'm really happy that he's playing well. I'm really happy that he's healthy. But, yeah, we, let's just slow down. <laughs> let's all relax here. Also, okay? I, I want to bring this up, Trey. Like, he did this a few years ago in Indiana, like played out of his mind the first half of the season. Oh, he destroyed se- New York and people were going nuts. Yeah. And then the second half of the season, he shot worse from the field than Ricky Rubio did. Okay. 
Like, and this isn't like jazz fix my jumper, Ricky Rubio. Like this was bad shooting Ricky Rubio. And so Paul George tends to do this where he has a monster first half of the season. And then things kind of tail off, whether he gets banged up, whether, you know, teams focus in better on him, they do a better scouting job, whatever. Like I want to see it for, I want to see it. You're right. You're right, Dave. We're waiting until Easter. If he's still doing this at Easter. All right. Then I'm in. I fair. don't know, man. That's fair. The, the, the mechanic from Salt Lake City might be waiting on him, bro. That's true. That's true. Joe Ingles is always, always lurking. Uh, one interesting thing about Russ. So, you know, we, we can be pretty hard on Russ as a collective uh, basketball voice. Um, but I find this interesting. So I was looking up his numbers to see like, oh man, he's really struggling as of late with the shot. Cause he goes three for 20 tonight. He is having literally Horrible game, good game, horrible game, good game, horrible game, good game, horrible game over his last seven. So this was seven games ago. He went three for 17, followed that up with a 10 for 19 game, followed that up with a six for 20, followed that up with a 17 for 29, followed that up with four for 22, followed that up with 13 for 24. Then tonight, three of 20. The inconsistency is is crazy with him. Uh, so, of course, it seems we're only getting him on these nights where he has this horrible game, but he is following this up. So I expect next game for him to put up monster numbers. Hey, Zach, hashtag layoff Russ. You know what? I'm, I'm, I think I'm with it. Like we talked about him on the basket buzz today, which you guys should obviously check out of, you know, his comments about being the best defender at his position, all that stuff. And so I do think we, we overreact a little bit of too much with him. Um, but I, you know, if he comes back and he has a monster game next game, we're going to celebrate it. I promise. All right, listeners, join us every single Wednesday. Now, that, that's done for this week, but next week, you want to sign up Tuesday, you want to sign up on Wednesday for the FanDuel back-to-back Wednesday challenge. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, B again. You're going to sign up. You put $5 in your account. FanDuel's going to put $5 in your account. You're going to take that money. You're going to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. If you win, like Jay Zub did last week, if you win, you get to come on the mailbag. You get to chop it up with us. You get to hang out. You get to ask questions. You get to answer questions. All that stuff on the mailbag on the next Friday after that contest. So again, fanduel.com slash B2B. Come play with B2B listeners. Let's get to Wednesday's news that you need for Thursday. Starts off with after the Memphis Grizzlies loss, which we will get to in a little bit. Grizzlies had an emotional team meeting, according to Shams Terrani of The Athletic, after the loss, and it turned into a physical altercation between Garrett Temple and Omri Caspi in the locker room. Trey, can you imagine what it must take for Garrett Temple to want to fight you? He seems like the nicest guy. I think it's just kind of frustrating, you know. Um, he played tonight, you know, but I'm pretty sure, like, tempers are flaring sometimes, and guys probably had one of those uh, – not team meetings, but, you know, like kind of calling guys out. Like, you know, how sometimes you can call a guy out and call him a cancer and then someone responds. And I'm just not a big fan with this type of news getting out. This is some in-house locker room talk. And, you know, in years of the past, it shouldn't have rolled out. And I'm pretty sure that it won't be such a big of a deal. And guys will be dismissive on commenting on it. Um but it is what it is. I mean, if he punched him or whatever happened, it was probably deserving and they're going to get over it. Yeah, I don't I don't think we have a body, Bobby Portis, Nikola Meritich situation, although we still have some more reporting to come out for this. But um, but it is interesting, Dave, this team. Remember, there was a there was a brief moment where we were like, hey, the Grizzlies have the best record in the West. How about that? Since being 15 and nine, they have lost. Oh, let's say uh, three of their last or they've won three of their last 13 games. So this team is clearly struggling, clearly getting to them. Uh, they need to fix some stuff. 
Yeah, I think they need to make some moves. And and honestly, I of course, agree with I, I mean to interrupt you real quick. Of course, yeah. you think they need to make some moves because every time we're talking about players in in our group chat for the basket buds, you're saying we got to get this guy on Memphis. That's right. I like the Grizzlies, man. <laughs> I, I like Mike Conley. I like Marcus All. I, I love Jaron Jackson. Like I, I like a lot of stuff that they have going on there. They just need some wing and backup point guard and backup center. I, they need a lot of help. And, yeah. and, and clearly they're, they're struggling now, especially because we're getting into the middle of the season and some little, you know, dings are starting to show on some of their uh, marquee players. But I, I agree with Trey. I hate that this stuff gets out because a lot of times it, it'll get blown out of proportion by the media. These sorts of things happen in the locker room all the time. Yeah. And a lot of times they're turning points in the season for these teams. Now I wonder if Garrett temple and Omri Caspi didn't have some bad blood dating back to Sacramento. You know, they played on that team together two years ago. Obviously Omri had some issues there where he was benched and then had some issues last year where he was cut from the warriors. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll hear more. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I tend to lean toward Trey, but of course it's our job to comment on it because it did come out. Um, so hopefully this is sort of a, a flashpoint for them and they can, they can sort out their issues. Um, or at least it inspires them to go out and make some deals. Yeah, they've had, they've had, I can say just from a couple of places, Omri's played in the past, not the biggest fans of Omri once he's left. It seems like, you know, maybe he wears out his welcome a little, a little, little quickly there. Uh, in other news, Russell Westbrook doesn't believe in small markets, guys. I don't believe in small markets. Thank you very much. Um, where we live in social media, um, to me, being a small market when guys and players say can't small market, can't market, it doesn't really matter, bro. If you do the things you're supposed to do, people will notice you and you'll get whatever you need to get. So. That's from Ben Golliver of the Washington Post. Uh, of course, Russ has his new uh, Why Not 2.0 shoes coming out, Trey. Uh, so it's a good time to say, like, hey, I can, I can be a star anywhere. It doesn't have to just be in a big market. Yeah, man. Uh Shouts to Russ, man, in his new shoe, man, you know, and he's right. I mean, like, I think the whole small market, big market thing is dead. Um, it's just, it's all about legacies now, dude, at this point. It's either you got guys that want to get paid or you got guys that care about rings. That's it. Those are the only two fine lines. It's not about where it's at because you can go to Milwaukee and get it done. It's just about if it's the right fit and it's the right type of players and you feel that that puts you in the best scenario. Um, cause you know, somebody could come to, you know what I mean? Like Paul George shocked the world by coming back to, you know what I mean? Oklahoma, Absolutely. Which, you know, so it's not even about where you are. It's really about, you know, what you feel is best. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Paul George really didn't want that pressure of being a Laker. And he's also set himself up to like make tons of money with zero without being a guy. You know what I mean? Like he can pass the blame off to Russell all he wants. All he wants. Get we, paid. It's all we do is kill Russell. Yeah. And and you know, two hundred and some million in OKC is like five hundred million. So, <laughs> you know, I I'm taking that I'm taking that all the time. That's just like people talking about Clay going to the Lakers. Why would I leave, you know, uh e- easy, easy job? Right. I'll be third option. If I can do this and I can still make money, you're crazy. Yeah. Speaking of going from a small market to a big market, uh, Kawhi Leonard returns with the Toronto Raptors to San Antonio Thursday night tonight. Uh, Greg Popovich said he's not interested in rehashing the, the Kawhi Leonard drama. 
He said, you move on in life, uh, said, we're not going to redo what's happened in the past in any way, shape or form. It's of no consequence at this point. It does no good to go backward and talk about this, that or the other. One of the reasons is you guys will interpret it whatever way you want anyway. So it doesn't matter what we say. You're going to say whatever you want. It's a waste of our time. Uh, Dave, do you agree with with pop that there's no sense in going over this again? Yeah. I mean, again, they, they've moved on. Uh, they've got Damar, who they're very, very happy with. And, and they've actually kind of figured things out. Yeah, they, yeah. they figured things out at both ends of the court. Damar is looking great as a playmaker. Uh, we saw a little bit of that last year in Toronto. And this is sort of like the next step for him in his uh, in his quest to kind of become, I hate to say become a modern player because, you know, he's a good player, but at least round out his game. I'll say that. And then Kawhi, you know, it's, it's very obvious what's happening up there in Toronto and they've sort of moved up a level because of Kawhi and Danny green. So, you know, I think, you know, they're going to get, he's going to get booed, but I don't think it'll be anything too crazy. All right. It's a new year, which means you have a new opportunity to buy a ticket to the Boston live show. That is Saturday, March 2nd at the end of the Sloan analytics conference at the middle East in Boston. It's not the middle East that's in this world. It's the middle East. That's the bar and club in Boston that we're going to go to. We're going to have a great show. Tickets are on sale to the general public VIP sold out, but general admission is still there. Get your tickets soon. We only have a few tickets left. Uh, they can be found at the count the dings, Twitter, or go to Jade Hoy's page, Jade underscore Hoy on Twitter. Look for the Boston Live Show tickets. Get there. Have fun. Be a part of the experience. All right, let's get to the other games from Wednesday. And it was not a great slate of action uh, for the NBA, even though we had a bunch of games. So we'll run through these uh, pretty quick. Mavericks 122, Hornets 84 in Charlotte. 42-point first quarter for Dallas set the tone. Biggest lead was Dallas going up 47 points in the second half. Luka Doncic, Dennis Smith Jr. each had 18 points. The Mavs hit 18 threes. The Hornets hit 18% of their threes. Kemba Walker led the Hornets with 11 points on 14 shots, so it's a real bad game all around. Heat 117, Cavaliers 92 in Cleveland. Deion Waiters is back. He makes his debut seven points on three of nine shooting and 11 minutes off the bench. Give a very disinterested post game interview. So he's really locked in. Josh Richardson led the heat with 24 points, seven different heat players in double figures. They had a dominant second quarter. They ended this one pretty early. Uh, as for the Cavs, Colin Sexton had 12 points on 15 shots. And by the way, the Cavs currently have the worst defense in NBA history by nearly two points per 100 possessions. So that's a little history to keep an eye on. Pistons 101, Grizzlies 94 in Memphis. As we talked about a bit ago, uh, there was a little altercation between Garrett Temple and Omri Caspi. They could have used more of that fight in this game, especially down the stretch. Uh, Pistons had only won three of their last 15 games. So they really needed this. Mike Conley went scoreless in this game. Oh, of eight from the field in 28 minutes, his first scoreless game since December of 2015. Uh, this was a one point game trade with five fifty eight left in the game. Pistons went on a 13 0 run to, to take over Blake Griffin, Luke Kennard, both kind of carried them during that stretch in terms of the Pistons. They had a great start at 13 and seven. They've, they've really regressed since then. Uh, do you think they can kind of rebound and, and lock up this, this playoff spot since the East is so weak? Absolutely. I think uh, coach Casey is going to have them uh, well-prepared and uh, you know, Blake Griffin's going to continue to play good basketball. I think right now they're still trying to figure out if they want to move guys, you know, with, you know, the shuffling of, Kennard, Bullock, and Johnson. Um, you know, I, I think it's still, you know, personnel right now and, and, and keeping guys healthy. You know, Langston Galloway's been very good for them off the bench. Yeah. Um, and Ish Smith as well. So um, as they figure out identity and, and, and continue to grow and get close, you know, even Drummond's even got it together. So 
um, yeah, this team, this team should be able to at least, you know, with, without the LeBron, LeBron being on the, uh, in the Eastern conference this year, they may, you know, even make it second round. Uh, the, the, for the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson led them with 26 points, 10 rebounds. Grizzlies not named Jaron Jackson, I believe went two for 16 from three point range. So just a bad game overall for them, especially from deep, uh, wizards, one fourteen, Hawks, 98. This game was tied with six forty four left wizards finished on a 20 to four run to close this one out. Bradley Beal had 24 points, Thomas Bryant, 16 points, 15 rebounds. He's been really nice in starts for them. Jeff green had 22 points, six rebounds, six assists. Tomas uh, Sadaransky had 14 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists. And Bradley Beal after the game said he did not like him being referred to as a glue guy thinks he's a lot more than that. Alex Len was the best player for the Hawks, which you can tell that's why they lost. Nets 126, Pelicans 121 in Brooklyn. Pelicans tried to make this one interesting in the fourth quarter, but couldn't quite stop Joe Harris during their run. Uh, Nets led by 24 points in this game. Ended up being a two-possession game in the final minute, but it didn't actually get closer than that. Uh, the the Pelicans couldn't crack that and, and the Nets pretty much handled them the rest of the way. D'Angelo Russell, 22 points, 13 assists, actually played a little bit down the stretch, even had a rotation against uh, Anthony Davis to affect a layup late in this game. Spencer did uh, another solid effort off the bench, 18 points. Joe Harris finished with 21. Uh, we're doing this thing again, Dave, where Anthony Davis, uh, tw- 34 points, 26 rebounds, four assists, three blocks, uh, fifth player in the last 35 seasons with a 34 point, 26 rebound effort or better. And they lose. Well, I mean, the Pelicans defense has just been trash and it's been that way for about, uh, I don't know, the last six weeks. And this was a team that last year, I mean, we saw them, they dominated Portland because of their defense and trying to figure out what's changed. There's not really that much. I mean, Anthony Davis is still doing Anthony Davis things. Drew holiday, still a really good defender. Absolutely. The problem is when they play Julius Randle, any at the five, the, their defense falls off a cliff. And so, you know, there's this whole thing going around where Anthony Davis supposedly is throwing up empty stats. They're only empty stats because they can't defend. And I'm, I'm sorry, but in the NBA, one guy can't do it alone. Yeah. We've seen that a lot. Five bench points for the Pelicans this game, five, five whole points, uh, magic one twelve, bulls, 84, uh, your guys, 22 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three blocks for Nick Vucevic in this game. Bulls didn't show up at all. It was over early magic led by as many as 30 points ended up winning by 28, uh, 18 points, nine assists, seven rebounds for Aaron Gordon in this game. He's averaging nearly five assists a game over his last 14. He's really kind of thriving in this little pseudo uh, high, you know, uh, facilitator role for them. Terrence Ross had 15 points off the bench. Celtics 115, Wolves 102. Uh, a lot of injuries in this game. No Jeff Teague, no Robert Covington, no Derek Rose, no Kyrie Irving. Gordon Hayward, he has scored uh, 20 points or more twice this season. Both games have come against the Timberwolves. He scored 30 or more in both games. He had 35 points, five assists, and 32 minutes off the bench tonight. Terry Rozier had 16. Al Horford had 15. Carl Anthony Towns had a big third quarter to get the Wolves back into it, but they just couldn't close out and keep it close in the in the fourth. Towns had 20 points, five rebounds, five assists in the third quarter alone, but finished with 28 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists. Wiggins had 31. Wolves allowed an effective field goal percentage of 67% in this game. That is not going to get it done. And then the last game of the night, 
Sixers 132, Suns 127. Sixers were up by 30 in the second half. They were up 99-69 at one point. Suns made this a one-possession game in the final minute. Uh, they scored 78 points in the second half. The Sixers were on a back-to-back. Joel Embiid, monster game, 42 points, 18 rebounds, but he had to play 38 minutes when you, you should have closed this out and should not have had to come back into the game. Ben Simmons had 29 points in 40 minutes. There was no Jimmy Butler, but J.J. Redick had 27 for them, 37 for Devin Booker. 18 points, 11 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton, uh, 54 free throw attempts for the Sixers in this game. Ben Simmons went to the line 23 times. Joel Embiid went 19 times. Uh, Sixers can't be happy about this win, even though they got the victory uh, because they should have closed out the Suns and not played all those guys so many minutes. Let's go to the line of the night. Anthony Davis, 34 points, 26 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. Gordon Hayward, 35 points off the bench. Joel Embiid had 42 and 18. Devin Booker with 37 points, eight assists. Paul George with 37 points and a win over the Lakers. Uh, Trey, who gets your line of the night? Uh, I don't reward losers. So, <laughs> you know what? Nah, man. You know, I feel bad for uh, Brawl. So, I'm going to roll with the Brawl because that, that, you know, he's been getting a bad rap on NBA Twitter. So, um, I don't think that's, um, you know, that that's pretty impressive still in my book. So I'm going to yeah. go bro. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Dave, where are you going? I'll go Joel Embiid, 42 and 18, and he had one monster Euro step. And if I can give an honorable mention to Jared Allen, and the only number you need to know is one, and that's one blocked dunk on Anthony Davis at the basket. Do not try to bring that stuff. Hold on, Jared Allen's house. That means he's blocked LeBron. He's blocked Giannis and he's blocked Anthony Davis all within like a month of each other. By the way, you know, what's going to be hilarious. I I haven't looked at the stats to see if he would deserve it or not, but he's going to make an all NBA defensive team because of all these block dunks. It's going to be amazing. Oh, he'll at least get a vote for it for sure. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm with, I'm with Trey. I'm going to go Anthony Davis. And it's not a pity one. 34 points, 26 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. That's, that's legit. Uh, It's not his fault. The rest of the Pelicans aren't any good. That's going to do it for us. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings, subscribe to the back to back feed. Uh, we have a new episode on Wednesday that you can check out. We talk about a lot of stuff, including Russell Westbrook. If you didn't get enough tonight, don't forget to subscribe to the separate black opinions matter Monday feed, find it on all podcast platforms, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, do all that good stuff. Don't forget to do that same thing for the daily ding, which is this podcast. Kian Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, uh, with myself. We just had a new episode recorded on Wednesday about the playoffs, a nice playoff preview from Wild Card Weekend. And, of course, the House of Strauss. That's going to do it. Thanks for waking up with us. Go eat your egos, take your medicine, do all that good stuff, brush your teeth. Trey, hit me with a ding-ding. Ding-ding. Ding-ding.